Welcome back to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. On today's show, we'll be chatting with a former Minnesota running back who has an absolutely incredible story, the one, the only, Shannon Brooks. How we doing today, brother? Forever blessed, thankful, grateful. You know, another 24, get to wake up and, and grind and get to it. So I thank God for that. We, we feel them blessed to, today. Amen, amen. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored, as always. So Shannon, we have one thing in common, man. If there's one thing we have in common, it's this. We're both from, we're both from down south. Uh, we're both Georgia boys. So tell me a little bit about your hometown of the Atlanta, Georgia, and what makes it so unique. Oh, yeah, definitely a Georgia boy. Um, And then, so I grew up, I grew up in the Mar Marietta. That's where my grandma, she had a house at, uh, bounced around the city a lot. My dad, he stays in Atlanta right now. Um, So I go back and I'll, I'll spend time with him and stuff like that. Um, but I love being from Georgia. Um, growing up in Georgia was fine. Um, the football down there was amazing. Um, been playing since I was like six. So Georgia, it's it's a fun state. All you know, nothing like Georgia, and then Georgia football. So it, it was amazing. Um, yeah. The Georgia Bulldogs really holding down for the whole state the past two years too. Yeah. So that's good to see. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually uh, I watched that game. It wasn't it wasn't even really a game for real, but I watched that beat down they uh gave TCU, and I was uh I posted on Facebook go TCU just <laughs> just just to mess with people and see what they were gonna say. And it was going crazy, but yeah, that was that was crazy to see them go out there and dominate like that. It was fun to watch. Yeah, most definitely Stetson Bennett, that dude. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about you. <laughs> We're going to talk about you, man. Enough of that Georgia talk. <laughs> in high school, you were that dude, man. Over 5,700 career yards, 82 total touchdowns, a whopping 8.2 yards per carry. That's almost a first down a carry, bro. Like, <laughs> class 4A player of the year. And to top it all off, you were a three-star recruit by ESPN Rivals 24-7, the whole nine. Tell us about your high school football journey, your recruiting process, and how you wound up at Minnesota. So, high school, it was – um. Went to high school in Jasper, Georgia, Pickens County. Um, that's where I'm at now. And high school, it was, it was super fun. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Um, and you know, I had some, some, probably my worst injury in high school. I had broke my tib fib, both bones, and I broke my ankle all in one play. And that was the worst. Like I thought I was gonna lose my leg. Surgery ended up being like four or five hours. Um, and like, I didn't have immediate surgery because they had to send me home and prepare for the surgery just because the break was so crazy. So uh, that happened my freshman year of high school, like mid season, the fifth game. Um, so that kind of like, you know, just starting right there at that injury just taught me a lot about football and like how to bounce back and, and not give up and keep going. Um, and then we played against some great players in high school. Um, Von Bell played against him, Nick Chubb, Ben Cleveland, the, the big lineman, um, played for Stevens County. We played against some dogs, though, so it, it was super fun. Um, I had Coach Sewell, and then we had Coach Parker, and both great coaches. Um, and I just it ain't nothing like really going out there and balling with your friends for real. So, Friday night games was, was it was lit. Um, and then obviously. Being, I'm just thankful to be able to make the plays I made and 
being a position I'm in and was in, um, even the hard ones. So, but it was fun. It was fun playing the pickings. It was fun playing Friday Night Lights up here in North Georgia. Um, yeah, I had a great time. Played yep. against some good guys and made some highlights against them too. So it it was it was fun. What what about Minnesota stood out to you? Because I know going from Georgia all the way, you know, up north to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I was in class. I was in class and um I was in class and they called me down there. I think I was in Spanish class. They called me down there in the office. Cause anytime like a coach came in, they'll call you out of class and you gotta go talk to him, see who it is. And when I walked down there, I was, I seen Minnesota in there, but I didn't know who I didn't even know Minnesota was a state. Like I didn't know because I didn't know much about like North, like my geographic skills. Or ge- how you how you said geography, whatever. But I ain't really know much about up north. Like nobody really talked about up north to my family or nothing like that. So I walked in there and seen the M. And then my coach told me, like, that's Minnesota. Like, I was like, Minnesota, like, where's that at? And then they told me, uh, he told me how it was in a great conference, like the Big Ten. Like, and then not only that, it's a great university and great school. So I, it took my interest a lot and just how he was naming some of the other colleges in, in the Big Ten. I was like, okay, that's great competition. Like, I want to play against the best. Like, that's great competition. I want to, like, and then they like to run the balls. And I love Coach Kill. Like, Coach Kill is the reason I went to Minnesota. And then also, I wanted to, you know, get away from the city, too, at the same time. So, uh, but Coach Kill, definitely the reason I went to Minnesota. Um, and it's cold. It's cold. But I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed Minnesota. Uh, the career up there was amazing. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back for nothing. Um, I definitely enjoy Minnesota, but yeah, that's when I made my decision though. Um, and when they came down there and he just told me the conference and everything, I made my decision. And then up there, I had a amazing freshman year, um, you know, and then the, the injuries started rolling in after like going into a sophomore year camp and fall camp before the season, that's when the injuries started coming in. But it was it was an amazing time. And, yeah. Yeah, man, most definitely. And I know, bro, I know your ass was cold because I'm up, yeah. here, I'm up here in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I'm from I'm from Georgia myself. And, like, bro, we get – we get <laughs> I think we break our snowfall record, like, every – so I don't know if you know much about, like, Erie, Pennsylvania, but, like, we're down, like, kind of over by Buffalo. And, you know, I know you know about Oh, Buffalo. yeah, y'all, y'all just got snowed in, right? Yeah. Yeah, not not us, thankfully. Like Buffalo got it much worse than us, but we're like an hour and a half like south of Buffalo. So like oh. we're we're still getting heavy snow and like it's cold, bro. <laughs> like it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold, bro. I I ain't even go I ain't even go lie, bro. It's so cold, bro. Us Southern boys, they got no business being up here, bro. Nah, for real, but hey, wherever we call to go, we just gotta go do it. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so you started your Minnesota career on fire, earning Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors three times. Uh, you ran for, I think it was like eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns your your freshman year. What was the biggest transition for you from high school to college football, besides it being cold? <laughs> uh, um, I 
Dang, that's a good question because it's like biggest trend. So a lot of dudes just like maybe it's like the classwork. Maybe it's like you know. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Football. That's what I was about to say. The, uh, that's what I was about to say. The um, I would say definitely like managing your time. Um, that's the biggest win, managing your time because you got a lot of free time. You know, and you got it like the classwork is important. That's important because if you don't if you don't do the classwork and do well in the classwork, you're not gonna better play. So that's super important. And thankfully we had tutoring sessions, so that helped a lot. We had all the support we needed. It's like athletes, if they go to college and they drop out or like start failing some stuff is because they they don't want to do it. It's that simple because like tutoring, like I mean, it's mandatory, but it's you know, I ain't wanna go to tutoring all the time, but it helped me get my degree. And tutoring is, is huge, like that like it's huge. You go in there for an hour and knock out your schoolwork, you good. You good. You just gotta you just gotta wanna do it. But um that was that was the biggest transition, honestly, is just time management. Like knowing I'm gonna spend this much time doing my work, I'm gonna spend this much time doing this, relaxing, and I would say that was the that was the biggest transition for me. Um, yeah, 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 most definitely. And that's that's a transition that no one really ever talks about when it comes to college athletics is the athletic side of it. You know, like a lot of people are just like, oh, bro, I'm about to go out here in the Big Ten. I'm just going to do my thing and play football. But like, you ain't going to play football if you don't get your classwork done, you know? Right. So, now, nah, for real. <laughs> Same in high school, though, because like my um, actually the coach I'm I'm living with right now, Coach Rasco, um, I'm staying with him and his family. I'm thankful for, for them and for that. Um, But like he used to get on me in high school, like, because my like I, I didn't <laughs> I wasn't the best student, but I worked at it. I worked at it and I had the support and help. But Coach Rasco used to we used to sit in his office after school and just study for the ACT, SAT, like every day in high school, every day, every day, every day. Cause this is when offers were coming in. So my grades, like they weren't the best. So I would just study at it, study at it, study at it every day. And eventually I got like I'm pretty sure I don't I forgot what my ACT score was. It wasn't high, it was probably like an 18, 19 or something. But it was like the border, like the border to get in college. So like I made it like very slim, but I made it and that's what matters. But I, I had to study at it and, and just put in extra work for it. Like everything, man, like everything. It's all a journey and it's all work. Um, but it all it all ends up working out for you. Um so following that freshman year. That's when adversity started to hit you, man. And it hit you harder than it hits most people. Um, you know, injury after injury, you know, the passing of your mother and eventually, you know, the feeling of just not wanting to, to be here anymore, man. It's like the worst feeling you could ever have. Um, Shannon, if you will, please share your story uh, to the listeners. Yeah, so, you know, my sophomore year in college, I was good. I was good mentally. Um, my mama was here. Uh, you know, I had some small injuries. I had broke my, I had a little stress fracture in my foot. 
going into my sophomore year, but I bounced back, came back, rushed for like 600 plus yards. Not a bad season, not great either, but I, I was all right. Um, and then junior year, that's when kind of things I started, you know, mentally getting depressed. Um, and yeah, I tore my ACL. Um, that's when I tore my first ACL. And, you know, it wasn't nothing super, super crazy. Um, I bounced back from that. You know, that's that was my mindset for everything, just bounce back. Like, you've been injured before. Can't, you're not going to give up. Definitely not going to do that. Um, and then I had uh, tore my second ACL. And then mom had passed away. And then I tore my my right ACL again, so I tore them three times, all within like a year. And then when my mom passed away and I couldn't play football, and then I was thinking about her all the time, it put me in a spot, a dark spot. Um, yeah, and it, it was it was just crazy. And then being away from you know my family for so long, cause she passed away when I was up here. Same with my grandma. She recently passed away when I was in, playing for the Rattlers. So a lot of deaths in my family, I wasn't able to be there, or, you know, talk to them or nothing like that because um, I was doing football. Um, but in college, I, I got, I got you know, super depressed. And my mom passed in 2018. And I my incident happened in 2019. So in 2019, I remember – that was my last year playing. Um, I was bouncing back from that third ACL injury. And I remember just, like, thinking, like, I wasn't getting a lot of playing time at the time. And I didn't know if it was because I've been injured so many times and they kind of want to, you know, conserve me and make sure I'm good. Felt great, but that's just how the things played out. Um so I wasn't playing as much, which kind of was bothering me a little bit mentally. And then obviously still grieving over my mom's death. So it was a lot going on in my head and I was just lost. And a lot of athletes get like that just because like that's all we do is play football. So when we can't play that, it's like you take that away. It's like it can mess people up. And that's one thing I want to stop and help people with. But I remember one night, I was walking back home and I was just thinking about like, I was just thinking about all the bad stuff. Like literally like my mom, the injuries, like, and then I was thinking about like, what am I going to do after football? Like I'm going to go back home to Atlanta and like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, and I was just letting all those things build up. And then I remember walking back to my apartment and I um I remember saying like I want to go be with my mama. That's all I said. I said I want to go be with my mama. I'm tired of this. Like I want to go be with my mama. So like by my apartment we had this this like this train this train track and the train be going through there. And I it's like I blacked out. Like I can't really explain how I felt. Like it just it felt like I had no control like over my body like physically mentally like it felt like something like something was just guiding me like I had no control like I didn't even know what I was doing so like I had started sprinting 
and I had a couple people with me, but like they couldn't catch me and like stop me. So like I just started sprinting. And then I had jumped the fence and this train, like the front of it had already passed. And I remember like just like just standing super close to this train, like I could feel the wind on it, like and then like I had snapped out of it. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, like I don't know, like, what's going on? Like, I realized, like, how close I was standing to it. So when I went to turn around, like, and leave, because I, like, I had, like, like, snapped back. Like, God snapped me back. Like, God, like, woke me up. Like, nah, you're not going to walk in front of this. Like, and then when I had went to leave and turn around, I guess, like, like a piece of the metal off the train had hit me in the head hit me in the face and like knocked out some teeth you know swelled my face up real bad um like when I got hit though I had fell down and when I fell down I had popped right back up and it's like I didn't feel anything like I didn't feel no pain like nothing like no type of pain like my face felt fine my head felt fine um and then I jumped the fence. I got up, jumped the fence, walked in my apartment. And I remember looking in the mirror, just like, dang, like, my face was messed up. My lip was ripped all the way down to here. So this whole part of my lip was down here. The face was swollen, bleeding, two teeth knocked out. Um, and the, the girl I was staying with at the time, we had an apartment together. She called my um, she called my brother Rodney Smith. He played running back up there too, so she called him and then called nine one one. And then Rodney came down there. And I remember turning around and just seeing his reaction. Like he just like dropped on the ground. Like started crying and like screaming and stuff. So I'm looking at him like I ain't even know what to say. Like, but he looking at my face like, bro, like what's going on? Like what happened? Like, and. Seeing their reaction, just kind of like, I ain't know what to think. Like, I'm like, dang, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like I hurt them, but they like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? I'm making sure I'm okay. But I remember the ambulance came, and um, you know, they was asking me questions, but I couldn't answer them. Like, I was, I was in shock. My body was in shock. So much trauma, I couldn't, I couldn't answer them. Like, I was just quiet. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I was just, just couldn't answer them. And they put me in the, in the back of the ambulance. And um, and when they put me in there, I just passed out. And then when I passed out, I had woke up. And I was in the hospital. Coach Fleck was there. The girl I was with at the time was there. Um, Coach's wife, Heather Fleck, was there. I think Coach Burns came up there, running backs coach. Um, uh, Mr. Sip came up there, Dr. Sip, um, a couple of other people, Coach Cole came up there, um, my boy KJ, Jake, um, I had a good bit of people that came up there, um, and they was, they seen me, and I was in the hospital for two days, and then, so they let me out Sunday. And then when I came home Sunday, I came home Sunday. They uh, yeah, they let me out Sunday. I came home, 
And I no, I came home Saturday. My fault. I came home Saturday. That's when they let me. They let me. Cause it happened Thursday. Boom, Friday. I stayed in there Saturday. I came home. And I remember I went went home, went to sleep. And that Sunday I had woke up. I remember praying to God because I've always been a man of faith. Um, you know, my relationship is still growing with God and always will be growing with God. But I'm a man of faith. I always have been. Um, definitely not where I was, though, years ago to where I'm at now with our relationship. It's grown so much. Um but yeah, I remember waking up Sunday morning. And I remember just talking to him, and cause I was, I didn't know what was going. On. I've never been the type to want to take myself out, like never. But I understand it's a real thing, and it happened to me. So, uh, but I woke up Sunday. I turned to God. I was praying and talking to him, and then for some reason, I went in the living room, went on YouTube, and typed in a, like a random sermon like a random sermon and it was by Michael Todd I'm pretty sure that was the pastor I turned on didn't even know who Michael Todd was never heard of him but that was the pastor on that I turned on and I remember one sermon I was taking notes on my phone because like I need answers like I was taking notes on my phone and towards the end of the sermon he said if you don't remember anything I want you to remember these three things so I put him in my phone and he said we, next time you pray ask God to give you something you can see with your eyes something you can feel with your hands like physically and something personal to you so I, I put those three things on my phone and I, you know the next couple of days I had you know some mouth surgeries and stuff like that and then we was getting ready to go play in the Outback Bowl against Auburn that year so I, I wasn't gonna be able to play in that game and I didn't fly down with the team. I flew down with the, like, administrative people, everybody else that worked in the university. I flew down with them. Um, So, you know, it was kind of hard for me, though, because, you know, I still didn't want to be seen. My face was messed up and teeth and all that. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to go, but I thought about it. Like, That's my team. It's my last year. It's the last game. I'm going. I'm, I want to be with them. I'm going. I don't care. I'm going. And then, I, you know, I didn't want to really win. I didn't want to fly down with all them people because they're going to be like, what happened to you? Like, why aren't you with the team? Like, why aren't you playing? Like, what's going on? Like, a whole bunch. And there was a whole crowd of people. So, at the airport, so I'm like, dang. But, you know, it is what it is. And I went. But, so, when I got on that plane, I were, like, I always pray. <laughs> I always pray when I get on the plane. Like, <laughs> I don't like flying, bro. I ain't going to lie. Uh, like flying, so I always pray for a safe flight anyway. So I was praying. I remember those three things. I was like, you know, please, God, you know, watch over this flight, watch over the people, um, safe travels. And then I, I prayed those three things. I said, God, please give me something I can see with my eyes, something I can feel physically, and something that's personal to me. I prayed those three things. So, boom, we take off. The plane land. So I took my phone off airplane mode. You know how you take it off, messages start coming. So look, I had took it off airplane mode and I got a message from my best friend, Javi. So it was an article, but I didn't read it because I'm getting my bags and stuff. I just seen, you know, what it was a little bit what it was about. But 
locked my phone, got my bag. I'm walking off the plane, and then um, when I get picked up and they take me to my hotel, the team hotel, you know, I check in, I go up to my room, and then I open that message up for my best friend. So the message, he said, I love you, brother. Like, you're still here for a reason. Like, God has plans for you. And he attached an article to that. And the article was about a kid that just died, like, just committed suicide. And he got hit by a train. But the crazy part is how it got personal is, like, before before um I was committed to Minnesota, I verbally committed to Georgia Tech. So this kid in this article that he sent me was committed to Georgia Tech coming out of high school, and he just passed away because he got hit by a train. His name is actually Bryce Gowdy. So I'm like, I just started crying. So I'm like, how how much more personal like could I get? Like, I just survived this incident. This kid just lost his life. We both was committed to the same college coming out of high school. Me verbally, him, he was going. Um, and then it's like after that, it's just like, dang, I was like, it's crazy how fast God to answer your prayers, like and like when you really call out and cry out to him and lean on him. And it, that strengthened my my that strengthened my faith so much. And then like I'm pretty sure I'm like me telling my story. I had I'm pretty sure his mom she heard how I always put him in my story because he is a part of my story, which is crazy. I've never known him like ever, but he's a part of my story. Like that's just how it is. Like, cause he was my message. Like he was my his story was my message. And it's weird how like if you think about it that way, like his story was my like it's in my story, and I've never met never met the kid, but his mom reached out because she heard that her son was in my story. So like I got to talk to his mom, some of his best friends, and I'm pretty sure they in Florida. And it's it was just crazy, and there's been so many more just like confirmations and things that like the Holy Spirit's been showing me. It's been it's been super crazy. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the story. Like, that's the story. Like, it's just crazy how how God works, and yeah, I'm just thankful to be here and still be able to play and play ball and, and glorify His name. Um, but at the same time, it's way bigger than football. You know what I'm saying? It's way bigger than football. I love football. I'm I'm gonna play until my legs fall off, but um. Yeah, it's way bigger than football. Um, but yeah, that's that's my testimony. Um, yeah, man, that's <clears throat> that is like super super powerful, man. Because I mean, it's just like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are going through the same thing, man. But they just they don't know how or they can't find the person to help them get through it, man. And like, especially from like the athlete point of view. Like, I don't I don't really know of very many people out there who are who are as open about, you know, the struggles of of mental health, man, and how so much, especially as a student athlete in college, man, 
and as a as a high school athlete you know because people just think you got it made you know and it, the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that you don't you know like you still go through the it's... same struggles bro like it is it's so tough and it's so i'm so i'm so thankful you're here man to be honest with you because I appreciate like that, bro. it's it's crazy dude it's so it's so crazy how I don't even I don't even have the words, bro. But like, thank you so much for for sharing that story, because I know I know the right ears are going to hear it. You know, by God's grace, the right ears are going to hear it. And it's going to save someone's right. life, you know. Right. So that's huge. Um, So what did your road to recovery look like after that moment? You know, obviously, you know, you had a, a life changing event um, and, you know, it, it did some damage to you. Unfortunately, what was your road to recovery like and you know yeah just yeah I mean, um so definitely like i said just my relationship with guys it was growing so much after that just because i know he saved my life and he didn't have to he could have let me walk in front of that train i could have been gone so it's by his grace, like you said, his grace. Um, definitely, that's number one. Um, I did have to go to a couple of therapy sessions because, you know, my head just got hit with so much, like so much trauma, like just so much trauma was like in my body and mind. So it's like your body going through that much trauma, your head going through that much trauma. Like I had to talk to a couple of people. Well, Dr. Carly. I appreciate Dr. Carly too. She's so cool. She'll sit there and listen and just help you out. Um, I believe she's still over in Minnesota. But I was talking to Dr. Carly. I talked to her a couple times. Um, and then I went and did professional therapy one time. You know, only had one meeting with her. And that helped a lot too. So I probably had like two or three meetings. And after that, I've never been to therapy again, but what helps me out, truthfully, what helps me out is when I just get opportunities to share my story or talk to people or, like, if if I hear somebody going through something, just tell them, like, talk to them, like, good, like, God got you, like, you know what I'm saying? It's good to talk about what's going on instead of holding it in, and that's what I was doing. I was holding in, so my recovery a lot was, you know, just talking to people about it, whoever I was around, like some of my family members, um, you know, some of the people up there, like just talking about it. That's that that matters. Like holding things in, it's not good. It's not good at all. It's good um, to talk to people, and also it's important, to, you know find that one person that'll listen to you because a lot of the times people want to talk, but people don't be listening to them and that that can make it worse. So it's like, it's important to have or find that one person that you can really talk to. And that's one thing that I, that I'm doing now, even with my organization, Suicide Survivor, I'm picking like, I still, that's still one of my biggest things that I'm, that I'm doing and, and I'm going to do. Um, it's an organization I created when I um, was in, after college, just spreading mental awareness, um, really through clothing, through things like this, podcasts, videos, like just 
speeches going out and talking like um so just having that people like that can listen and like I have a couple people that you know I talk to they reach out to me check on me like we check on each other that relationship and they can trust that you know all right this kid's been through there you know he's more of like my age group or whatever so I feel comfortable talking to him I got little kids that'll reach out that don't even feel comfortable sometimes talking to their parents that'll be sitting in in a truck with a knife or something crazy like but it's like I've I've been there I know how you feeling so it's like that's what I want to be too is like I'm a I'm a open ear I'm a listen like I'm a listen like I don't I don't care like I'm a listen like and that's important you gotta have people that are just listen to you and and that's what that's that's huge and that's what helped me a lot you know having especially with the therapy they're there they're they're there to listen they're not there to judge you they're not there to say oh you're tripping uh nah you need to do this and that and that nah they're there to listen to you and they're gonna help you figure it out so that's that's huge and that's what I did you know in my in my recovery um just talking to people and finding people that will listen. Shannon, you're an inspiration to so many people um, who may be going through, you know, their own struggles and stuff like that. Um, what advice would you give to anybody, you know, battling, you know, battling depression or just going through, you know, a hard chapter in their life, like, like you did, what kind of advice would you, would you want to give to those guys? Um, see God, that's that's what I do. Like that's what I did. That's what I do. That's what I'm doing. Um, seek God. Um, like, yeah, like that's really it. And that's what I tell. That's what I tell people that, like, in my family, like, every time, like, they ask me, and I know it sounds crazy, like, but that's really it. That's the answer. He's the answer. Like. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, other people's the answer or this guy's the answer or that woman's the answer. No, like, I know what I did, and I, I just see God grew closer to him, and he gave me a piece that nobody could take from me. He gave me a piece that I will always have. And, like, even through the hardest times, like, that was the hardest time of my life, losing my mom and going through all that, and I, I turned to God. And I'm here today. So it's like he's the answer. Like that's that's it's, it's that simple. That's that's what I would that's what I would praise on. Like like I just want everybody, yeah, like I just want and like when people hear my story, I wanted to glorify his name because it's what he did for me. Like I didn't pull myself away from that train and I like he didn't you know, like he didn't I don't know, like it's just crazy, like like he pulled me away from the train. Like he got me up off the ground. Like he didn't let me end it. Like he didn't let me do that. What I wanted to do. Um. Yeah. So that that's my main thing. Like is just seek God as much as you can. Grow your relationship with Him. Um. Because He's always with you in the hard times and in the good times. All the time. He knows everything. So. That's what I would, that's my, that's my, you know, my tips on, 
on on everything is just just seek God and everything will be okay. And it's gonna be hard. Like the thing, a lot of people think when you turn to Jesus and give your life to Jesus and God, people think it gets easier, but it actually gets harder because once you reach new levels in life, you're gonna have new demons, new devils. You're gonna have, like it's just what it is. It's how it works. Like spirit, the spirits are real. Spirit world is real. There's spirits all around us that we can't see physically, but they're here. Spirits everywhere, and it's a real thing. You gotta understand, like when you pass away, everything in this world gonna be wiped away. So it's like, you just think about that, like really, like everything around us is gonna be wiped away one day. So it's like your spirits are gonna live on. Like we have a soul, a spirit, and it's gonna live on. And like the things that you feed your spirit is important. Like. It's like a battle. It's like it's like a battle. It's like a battle for your soul. You got like it's I look at it like three ways. You got your physical body, then you got your your soul, your mind, like your psyche, your mind, and then you got your spirit. And it's like your flesh, your physical human flesh body, who we are today on earth, and your spirit is like fighting for your soul and your mind. So it's like whatever you're feeding your mind and your soul, like it's going to like, they're trying to pull for it. It's like, it, it's important what you're, it's important. Like it's, um, everything's important. Like, and I, you know, no, I'm not, I'm far from perfect. I'm far from perfect. Ain't nobody in this world perfect. It's like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a battle though. Like, it's like, who you going, who are you going to listen to? Are you going to feed your spirit, the goodness, like, or are you going to feed the human flesh, everything in this world? Are you going, it's like, so, you know, it's it gets hard. Some a lot of days are harder than others, but at the end of the day, that's why God's grace is so good, and the God's grace is enough. God's grace is all we need. So it's like, but what I would encourage a lot of people to do, especially people you know going through it, is really focus your relationship on God. Give more time to God, um, and He's gonna turn it around. Like He's gonna turn everything around. And I, I truly believe that, and. Like, I'm telling people this because I know it's true. And I know he's real. I know it's true. He saved my life. So it's like, it's like it really comes down to if they just want to believe it or accept them or not. And, I, you know, I, that's one thing I pray for. A lot of people is just pray they accept them and just, yeah, because, you know, we don't have forever, you know what I'm saying? And, just never know like world crazy <laughs> yeah the world crazy bro so i, I don't want to scare nobody it's just i just know like and it's nothing scary like god turning to god is the best decision you can ever make in your life yeah and it's gonna be a fun it's gonna make you you're gonna have so much peace you, you're gonna be like you're gonna feel so amazing it's like you're gonna feel bad someday like you know what i'm saying like i said some days worse than others, but just knowing you had that peace and that he's with you through it all is like, can't nobody take that away from you, bro. Yeah. I'm at the point in life where like, no one can tell me God's not real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, like, I, I mean, I have a background where like, you know, I've gone through some stuff too, man. And the one person I always went to was God. You feel me? Like same thing as you, man. And it's just, yeah. it's wild. Like, 
he's gotten me through through so much and there's hard days there's always going to be hard days you know like and that's that's one thing that you have to realize that i mean whether you know you you just you're gonna have hard days you know and like it's just it's so much more clarity though whenever you know that like you got something much bigger than anything that's that's rocking with you in your corner and it's it's incredible it's an incredible feeling you can literally wake up every day man and just be happy because you know that like you really don't have much to worry about you know because like you know you know what's what's going on and it's it's the greatest thing ever man um yeah it's just a blessing and it's incredible it's incredible so if anybody listening needs anybody to talk to i can definitely i can definitely be that listening ear for you for sure um so back back to the subject here (laughs) you took a few years off you took a few years off rightfully so to focus on your mental well-being um before getting back out there on the football field um you played for the arizona rattlers last year um you got something even more exciting that we'll talk about here in a in a few minutes after this question. But um, how did it feel getting back on the football field after you know uh, that couple year break? It felt great. Um, you know, I hey before I went to the Rattlers, I I gave up football. Truthfully, um, I kept like. Telling myself like, man, my knees are done for. I'm getting older. I had a good career in Minnesota. Um, I just kept telling myself all that. I was working a couple jobs, and then my dad, he would um, he would call me and be like, "Look, son, like you still got it, like." Man, I know you still got it. Like he wanted me to play football so bad. I was irritated at first. I'm like, dang, like you calling me just talking to me about football. Like, but I like I'm so glad he did that because we had a conversation and he just sparked something in me. Like he sparked something in me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go play again. And then when I watched that's what it was too. I watched the uh the USFL draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that draft. I'm looking at. I mean, I ain't knocking nobody, but it's just a true story. Like from my perspective, when I watched the draft. I was seeing some of the running backs that was going there. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I can, I can, yeah, I can still yeah. play. Like. If these dudes can make it, I know I can make it. I'm not saying I'm better than them or none of that. I'm just saying, like, if these dudes can make it, I can make it. I can go ball and I, I can still play. So I was like, that, like, sparked something in me, like, seeing it. So I was like, I'm finna climb my way up. Like, I'm starting, like, right back as a freshman. Like, I'm climbing my – I got to climb my way back up. So that's when – you know, I started working out again. Started working out. Um, and then I was just sending a film out. Any highlights, any link, any story, any anything I could find, I'm going to put it all together. Put all my information. I'm going to copy and paste it. And I'm going to send it out to every coach I can find. I don't care what league it is. USFL, XFL, IFL, CFL, NFL, whatever I can find, I'm going to send it out. So, that's what I did, and I was sending it out, and then um, 
the Rattlers. So Coach Jeff Jarnigan, he knows Coach Kill. And he he was familiar with my 2015 season. He he's really, really good friends with Coach Kill. So that connection was already there. So that was a team that I was supposed to go to Boston and play with the Pirates. I never ended up making it out there. I was supposed to go out there twice. And never made it out there. Um, it's cold, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, you know, it was perfect timing. Then Arizona called. You know, they had that connection already with Coach Kill, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I want to go play. Um, so, flew out of Arizona, um, you know, got – I ain't been working out like that. So, when I got – we got out there, we had a conditioning test. I promise you, like <laughs> – You got humbled real quick. <laughs> we had a conditioning test as soon as we got off the plane over there, and I – we had like 16 reps. We had to like sprint five, come back five, sprint five, come back five, sprint. So 15 yards. And then I did two reps and was throwing up. My legs was weak. Like, like I thought it was going to send me home. Like, <laughs> I thought it was going to send me home because like, I wasn't like the conditioning test. Just, it, I wasn't ready for it. Um, but then we had camp. You know, camp was – Camp was amazing. Um, you know, I was getting back into the group of things and felt great. You know, I was making great plays. And then when I got my opportunity out there, I just ran with it. You know, I, I just didn't look back. And it, it's like I knew my purpose. Like, I knew my purpose. And, like, everything that just I've been through and what God delivered me through is, like, I know he's, he's with me now. Like, so that was my mindset. I would get up every morning and pray and just ask God to give me the strength to make it through the day. That's all I would ask him for. I would thank him for the opportunity, and I would acknowledge knowing he gave me this opportunity, and I would just ask him to help me give me strength through the day. And I would do that and just go out there and just continue to learn the playbook and just do what I can. And it's been a, it was a great time, and season went really great. Um, you know, besides just getting knocked out in the second round, like that sucked. But you know, it was a it was a fun season. Yeah, you scored forty three touchdowns, so I'd say so. <laughs> forty three tutties with the Rattlers last year, and then you signed a contract with the CFL's Edmonton Elks this year. Um, how excited are you, man, to get out there and, and ball out in Canada? And I mean, I I kind of view it. I think everybody else can kind of say the same. It goes NFL and then CFL, so like you're right there. You know, you have a good year in the it's, CFL, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm forever blessed, man. Like, I'm just thankful, bro. Like, it's just crazy. Like, like a almost a year ago, like, yeah, almost a year ago. Like, when I made that decision with my dad, no, it was a year ago, dang, dang there. But made that decision, like, I wrote on, like, I wrote down, like, my goals, like, and the goal was to get, I like, in IFL, USFL, or XFL. No, no, no. When I when I got the contract with the IFL, that's when I wrote my goals. Like, I'm gonna do one year in the IFL. That's what I told myself. Like, they give me the the opportunity, give me the ball, and I make some. Like, I'm I'm gonna do one year in the IFL. So. 
after the IFL, I wanted to go to USFL, XFL, CFL, or NFL. Those are the those are the leagues I put down. And then just to see, just to see it working is all glory to God. Like, like, and I'm so excited. Like, yeah, I'm super excited. Like, it's just crazy. Like you said, it's just another step closer. You know, just climbing the ladder. You know, I had an agent. I had an agent tell me it's like impossible to get to the NFL. And I was just like, ain't nothing impossible with God, bro. Like, like ain't nothing impossible. Like, how is it impossible? You got guys my age going all the time, or getting picked up all the time. So it's like, it's all about just working at it, you know, keep faith and grinding and then also making plays. If you can ball, you can ball. Like, the age thing, I get it. You know, they, they typically look for younger guys. I get it because they want, they want to build – a team full of younger, strong guys that's going to be there for a minute. So I get that. But, you know, there's some, a lot of vets out there, a lot of old, older guys um, around my age that – and I, I'm still young. I don't even know why I'm saying older. I'm still young. Like, 26 is not that old. Like Are you making me feel old, bro? I'm 25. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They be trying to make us feel old, bro. Like, bro, we is not old. We are young. So it's like – and my back only hurts sometimes, bro. <laughs> yeah, wild. it's like it's like I'm thankful though. I'm super excited and just thankful to still be able to play after all the injuries. Like it's crazy. Like broken TFL, broken ankle, ACL, 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 broken foot. Like. It's been crazy, like, to still be able to go out here and play at a professional level and then, you know, signing with the CFL, it's it's a blessing, bro. And I've been grinding, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want to make a statement, like, I'm going to make a statement. Like, it's just – it's going to happen. Like, like I'm just – I'm just excited. And, like, it's just different. Like, my mindset is like that because I know God is with me. God is for me. So it's like God gave me this opportunity. He knows what I've been praying for and he knows what I've been working towards. So if he if that's part of his plans, he's gonna give it to you. And he's been giving it to me. So it's like I'm just bro, I'm so excited, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm so excited, bro. Bro, I was cutting on the I was cutting on the highlights, you know, whenever we were talking a little bit last week. I cut I cut the highlights on YouTube real quick and I'd be lying if I say I didn't see some Austin Eckler in there. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I think I think you were Austin Eckler before we had Austin Eckler. No, right? no, it's it's sick, bro. It's sick. So I definitely, you know, go out there, man. Have a great year, and we'll see what happens. But ain't no one sleeping on you. I'll tell you that. And and there ain't a single soul on this planet that can tell you anything's impossible. I'll tell you that much for sure. So right, just keep your head down and keep grinding. Um, with that being said, what do you want to be remembered as one day? I want to be remembered as a man or just serving others. That's it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be remembered as just a football player. To, I don't care about the people. I don't want to be remembered as the goat. Like no, like I don't. I don't have to be the greatest of all time. I don't care about none of that. I I care about football, but 
it's bigger than football always. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying I don't care about football, but I want to be remembered as just like a man that, like, a, just serving others, like, bring as much people to God as I possibly can. And I'm, that's it. Like, I want to, I want to have millions of disciples that heard my story or whatever, and it turned them to God, turned them to Jesus. Like, that's all. That's it. I just want a whole big group of disciples. Like, that's it. Like, if, if I can help you get a relationship with Jesus, I did my job. That's Back. all I want to be remembered as. That's all I want to be remembered as. It's like, if I can help you, in, in, even if it's through football, obviously God is using me through the sport of football right now. Put It's just a platform. That's all it is. It's a platform. And then that's what he's using me through right now. Um, but that's not the only thing. He has plans that I don't know about. But I'm just following his plans. My plans, you know what I'm saying, my plans suck. My plans are boo-boo compared to his plans. So it's like, you know, that's what I want to be remembered as, though. Just if I can bring, I want to bring millions of people to God, like millions, 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 millions. Like, that's not really what I want to do. Like, and I want to like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's most it, definitely. Bro. Shannon Brooks, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Your story is absolutely inspirational and this is probably the most powerful podcast i have ever recorded and probably ever will record um and i thank you so much for for your openness and um you know there's not a single doubt in my mind that you have some great things that god has planted for you and there's not a single doubt in my mind that this podcast is going to change someone's life and that your story um, whenever you go to bigger and better places as uh and you share it on bigger platforms it's going to you know, same story is going to change. It's going to change lives. Um, and so, you know, just keep keep doing your thing, man. And I am going to be tuned in right there with you the whole the whole step of the way. I'm going to be supporting you. Um, and if there's anything you ever need from me, don't hesitate to reach out. But where can we find you at on social media so that all of us can follow along as well? I appreciate that, my boy. I appreciate that, brother. Um, same with you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You want to collab or work on some or just to help others or you know if you ever need some bro just reach out bro if you want to come to a game this season bro hit me up bro i'll take care of you bro everything on me i got you bro um bring whoever bring some friends whoever you want bro um and on instagram my instagram handle is official shannon brooks three so just my first last name with official in front of it and then the number three um, you know, I'm on Facebook too. I know, yeah, I got a Facebook, <laughs> but it's just Santa Brooks. Um, and then, yeah, I do have a Twitter, but I forgot my username for that, but I don't be on Twitter like that. But yeah, really just IG, Instagram, that's the one I use the most. Um, yeah, so I'll be posting, you know, things on my stories just to help people on there. Um, you're just going to see a whole bunch of God, a whole bunch of Jesus in football. That's all you're going to see. But, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram. That would be the one, you know, official Shannon Brooks 3. 
I'm going to link um, everything to do with Shannon Brooks down below in this podcast. Um, thank you so much once again for hopping on the show today. Make sure y'all follow my boy Shannon and stay tuned because we got some good things planned. Thank you so much. And everybody, have a blessed day. This episode of the Michael Balco Show is brought to you by Donato's Pizza. Donato's Pizza prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of their pizza is the best piece of pizza you'll ever eat. I sure love me some Donato's Pizza, and I can guarantee that you will too. Donato's has three locations in the Erie area and many more across the country. Check out your local Donato's Pizza today.